settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. Welcome to the Whistleblowers podcast. Brendan Bowers, my fellow whistleblower, hello. Hello, episode four, and they said we'd never last. Well, yes. Who said that? You said we'd never last. <laughs> well, here we are. Here we are, still surviving after four episodes. It is incredible. Now, um, overseas sports, uh, let's talk about... Or, well, we've got to do it. We've got to, we've got, the elephant in the room, of course, this week, uh, sporting-wise, is the performance of our cricketers in India in uh, the second innings in particular. Gee, it was disappointing. Very. But let's look at the positive. They led by one run after the first innings. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'd all agree that uh, we probably should have been uh, further ahead than one run. We couldn't uh, get that seventh or eighth wicket, whatever it was. But we did manage to, yes, hold a run one lead. One run lead, but Brendan, when you go in and and lose your wickets the way they did, I think that was the most disappointing aspect because you know we understand that it's tough to bat on the pitches in India, but to go out the way they did, playing the shots they did, predominantly those sweep shots, uh, reverse sweep in um, yeah in uh, Kawaja uh, twice. Yeah, and uh, Alex Carey, I think it was, played uh, tried to reverse sweep, had his off stump uh, taken out of the ground. I mean, what are they thinking? Seriously? Yeah, I don't know. You wouldn't employ them as janitors because they can't sweep. Mm. But all out for 113 with Travis Head, the only one to get a start, and the last seven wickets for 18 runs, just not acceptable. No, dismal, dismal. And and really, like, it, it is tough to bat in the subcontinent, but you come up against good spin. You've got to be able to... Your technique has to be able to uh, adjust and to be able to, to play spin bowling or else what are you doing there? True. Now, the the question has been asked by plenty of pundits and we should ask it, would Justin Langer have put up with that? No, uh, I wouldn't suggest he, he would. Uh, would anybody put up with it? Um, I know that uh, Pat Cummins said, oh, we've got to go and uh, have a look at it. We'll review it. Well, there's not a lot to review, mate. It was... <laughs> Bloody terrible effort and uh, full stop, exclamation mark. It won't take long to review it. No, no. Uh, anyway, we'll move on and uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe some changes. I think Warner, David Warner will be coming home. I'll probably move um, uh, Travis Head up the order uh, to open the batting yeah. with Usman Kawaja. And maybe Matty Renshaw into the middle order. Yeah, well, there are talks of Matty Renshaw perhaps making way uh, for Cam Green, I think. So uh, he's had, what, four innings now, is it? Yeah. I but think he's averaging 1.66 recurring. <laughs> it's not really great. You give him another chance, do you? I would. Okay, all right. Closer to home, let's get off cricket. Uh, meanwhile, when I say let's get off cricket, no, let's stay with cricket for a second because our, our women... Uh, women's cricket team uh, is doing exceptionally well. Absolutely through to the T20 World Cup semi-finals after defeating South Africa, thanks to a brilliant half-century by all-rounder Talia McGrath. Now, maybe our women should be over there in Indian batting. They might do a bit better. And look, we know the, the pitches are different for a T20 game, and I'm wondering if that uh, is having any influence. These guys play on roads a lot of the time where the batsman has the advantage. Uh, and, you know, if you've got enough in your arsenal to be creative, you can make some runs. But to knuckle down on a, on a proper pitch, we're back to it again, aren't we? Oops, uh, sorry. <laughs> Let's get on it. Absolutely. But look, Elise Perry, Meg Lanning and Beth Mooney all failed. They went back quite cheaply. But, uh, you know, the thing about the women's team is they've just got consistency and they know that there'll be somebody there that'll step up. Yeah. 
Uh, now the Matildas are looking pretty good too. Yes, absolutely. After racing to a 3-0 lead against Spain, they let in two late goals, but they're looking good for their World Cup coming up. They are. And I think Spain uh, knocked us off last year, didn't they? So we've turned the tables there. They are. And you know what? I am so looking forward to that. And isn't it great that female sport is getting coverage across the television and mm. all other forms of media. Yeah, I think I'm off to uh, one of the World Cup games a uh, mm. little later on this year, isn't it? Where are you going, Suncorp? Yeah, I think I think so. My, my son's bought me a ticket for it, so I'm not quite sure. I haven't written in the calendar yet. Uh, closer to home, mate, uh, St. Helens are the Rugby League champions after defeating the NRL Premiers. The Penrith Panthers 15-14 in extra time on Saturday night is close. Yes, World Club champions. St. Helens actually shocked the Panthers and went out to a 12-0 lead before some late tries. One to Brian Toto in the last couple of minutes with Cleary kicking to level it all up. And then into extra time and Lewis Dodd slotted the extra point to let the trophy travel back to the old dart. And didn't the St. Helens players love it? I think uh, <laughs> uh, Gus Gould, who, you know, I mean, he opens his yap, this guy, and uh, he's suggested prior to the game that there may be the mercy rule at half time. <laughs> and uh, St. Helens players uh, took that on board, I think, and had a few things to say after the game, too. I, I think there would his uh, social media would have been calling yeah. for the mercy rule with the amount of replies he got. Gus, shut your pie hole. <laughs> All right, what else? The Manly Seagulls won the preseason challenge by a point over Cronulla after they came out and blew away the Sydney Roosters 28 16. Cronulla had the better points differential, but thanks to the bonus point systems that were in for this competition, the CEOs claimed the $100,000 first prize. Well done. And we'll see if they can take that form through. Absolutely. And the Titans uh, sent the newcomers, the Dolphins, a strong message with a 40-16 to 16 win, while the Broncos defeated the Cowboys in a close one 2018 on the sunny coast. Now they have a week's break before we get ready for the season proper yeah. and my Newcastle Knights come through to claim glory in 23. All right. Uh, nothing like nothing like being positive at the start of the year, mate. Now, uh, Warren Moon is out as uh, Bridgen, uh, Brisbane Raw coach. Yeah, announced yesterday. Warren, who's been up here a couple of times on the Fraser Coast when the Brisbane Raw have been up here for their pre-season games, uh, was told his services are no longer required and it hasn't been announced yet. But uh, they believe the assistant coach, Nick Green, may be put in his, that dreaded word, interim coach. Okay. Yeah, they've been a bit disappointing, uh, the Raw, without a win in their past seven matches and have dropped a second last in the, in the A-League. Do they have the cattle, mate? I don't think so, to mm. be honest. I mean, really, it's all right, all right changing uh, coaches or managers, as they like to call it, I guess, in, uh, in football. But uh, you've got to have the, the players out there. Well, Blandy, a question. Do you think it is the expansion of the A-League which has caused some of these lopsided uh, scores that we are seeing? There's always that debate, isn't there? The more teams you bring in, it thins out the talent. Uh, We have the same arguments with, you know, NRL, AFL, everything, you know. I guess it does, doesn't it? Yeah, but it gives young players an opportunity and they get to develop a bit quicker. Yeah, as long as you play as a team and you've got some quality in there, as you say, to develop those young players, you should be okay. All righty, now we move on and talk about what's happening right here on the Fraser Coast. Surf Lifesaving, the Youth State Championships were held over the weekend uh, with uh, Harvey Bay sending a team. 
Yeah, we sent about 18 athletes, and uh, look, I'm not going to boast, but uh, we finished higher than anyone else in the Wide Bay Capricorn region with a littler team. So Why well, wouldn't you boast? Why wouldn't you boast? Well, well done to get better, get the better over Bundaberg and Elliot Heads <laughs> and everyone up there. Well done. And uh, a few congratulations first to Millie Jackson, who got a first place in the under-14 beach sprints and a fourth in the flags. Zach Akers got fourth in the sprints. Uh, sixth place for our under-15 mixed beach relay, which was very impressive when they were, they were racing a year up from what they were. Wilson Robinson grabbed a silver in the under-12 flags, and Talon Gunn was fourth in the under-14 sprints. Now, I've been told to make a special mention because it's very rare. In the under-11s, we had a ninth in the surf race. Surf, because we don't have it here. Yeah. Well done, Neil A. Olsen. Well done, mate. That's fantastic. Uh, and that's a, a great all-round effort, uh, considering Absolutely. that yeah, we don't have the surf, so we are up against it in some ways, aren't we there? Yep, and well done to the Harvey Bay Surf Life Surfing Club, who are bringing through lots of juniors. Okay, now football too. Uh, it's the Kappa Super Cup. Yeah, the Kappa Super Cup was played on the weekend, and our Fraser Coast women, who were undefeated all last year, were too strong for ATW, winning 7-1. And in the Men's Australia Cup, the national competition, Doon Villa went down 5-2. Never mind. Now, cricket too. Uh, Ozrocks defeated Cavnish in the Heritage City with the home team posting, what, 7 for 168. Yeah, not a bad score with Thomas Riggs, 98 not out. Wouldn't he be ruining the chance that one earlier that he could have just flicked off his pads? Oh, you can't give him a hard time for that. (laughs) Well, three (laughs) Cavnish bowlers did grab two wickets in the innings. And in reply, Cavnish were dismissed for 122 with Gerard. Donnelly taking four for 40 and Mitch Mansky three for 11. Yeah, good effort. In Harvey Bay, Cavaliers defeated Grammar's Tanana with the Cavs posting nine for 161. Yeah, and a half century to Luke McCulley, while Grammar's were dismissed for 151 with Curtis Farrell, the young Curtis Farrell, stepping up into the seniors and he made a 75. Good on you, mate. Good effort. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin Sims, three for 14, and McCulley also joined him with three of his own. Okay, the uh, Bush Rangers gold and blue went up against each other. Was the blue grabbing the points there? Yeah, bit of a road, I think this must have been. Blue making seven for 271. With Brent Dean, 142, and Curtis Everett, 72. <laughs> Not bad, is it? And don't mind my timing here. Gold replied three for 199 with Jed Savage picking up a century. Yes, I thought three for 1,999. Gee, really, uh, the batsmen are dominant. (laughs) (laughs) They were, like I said, it was a road, Blandy. Okay, cycling. Uh, Speaking of roads, final round of the Wide Bay Crit Cycling Series was held Sunday. Uh, Final round before they have a break. They've got a break for a couple of weeks and there's one more round to come. But they raced down at Maryborough. Some great racing down behind Oliver's there on the highway. Uh, so well done to everyone, juniors and seniors. One round to go, and uh, Harry Schoff is leading in the A-grade competition. Okay, speaking of racing, Speedway Saturday night at uh, Maribor saw some great racing there. Yes, Josh Jarius winning the production sedans A-mains, followed home by Gary Harris Jr. and Hayden Turner, and in the V8 Dirt Modifieds, it was a win for David Clark over Kevin Britton and Ray Claridge. Okay, and I think there'll be more Speedway action too in the coming weeks, won't there? It's all happening Absolutely, we've got to get our backside, trackside. Indeed. Now, uh, Cricket 2 with two rounds to go this weekend. Who's up against who? Grammar's Tanana play Cavendish, Bush Rangers Gold play Cavaliers, and Oz Rocks are up against Bushy's Blue. And on Thursday night, we have Sunbury playing the United Warriors in a trial at Federation Park. 
And then, of course, we have our semi-finals uh, starting for the Harvey Bay Coral Coast Softball Association and uh, the and also for the Maribor Association. Now, speaking of softball, mate, uh, we're lucky enough to have Donna Jenkins joining us for our Whistleblowers podcast this week. Yes, Donna Jenkins, president of the Harvey Bay Softball Association, and she loves her softball. Donna, how much do you love your, your softball? Uh, it's the best sport in the world. Great family sport. Every age can play. <laughs> Welcome to the Whistleblowers podcast, uh, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been the uh, Harvey Bay Softball Association president? Oh, maybe 10 plus years. Oh, wow. I've lost count. <laughs> that is a long time to be, uh, to be, uh, you know, the head of uh, that association. Absolutely. So you obviously uh, do love your softball. Uh, so tell us, the 2022-2023 regular season has just wrapped up with semis uh, on the weekend. How, how has the season been? Um, we've created a wonderful competition. Um, we started four years ago with... Um, players from Bundaberg joining our competition and uh, yeah it's so many evenly fought competitions and great friendships formed between the two associations. And Donna that that is a big feather in the cap for the association forming with the Coral Coast. Uh, How has everyone found the trouble? Um, Obviously people don't like to travel um, too often but um, every club's made the effort to make it work. Um, we work by the philosophy when we travel up there. We make a weekend of it and do a bit of team bonding. But I think people like coming down here because we got the proper skin softball diamonds and playing on a good surface with um, the facility for lights. Is, um, people look forward to playing on that. Now, Donna, we produce plenty of great softballers in the region. Why do you think that is? Oh, you've got to give credit to our coaches that are committed here, um, both Coral Coast and Harvey Bay. Um, Harvey Bay's got a, a proud history of rep players. There was a competition recently, um, so I think it was under-23s, and there was Melanie Dunn, who was playing, who was a... Harvey Bay Junior, there was Jade Wall, I think there was Savannah Ritter that has been a junior that come through our ranks and moved away for uni and then there were the two Bromhead girls from New Zealand that were juniors here so I don't think many associations could um, brag about having that many ex-Harvey Bayites playing in a nationals. That's now, fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, on the weekend, you've got your semifinals, and uh, I believe the B Division women's is going to be hard, hard fought. Now, who's your tips? Uh, Terra Yellow, of course. <laughs> 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 Although I think I'll be watching from the sideline and still carrying an injury. Oh, but, no. Um, <laughs> I caught it on film too, Blaine. Oh, did you? Mm. Okay. Yeah, caught in the action. I'm sure she dropped her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll have to go to the umpire review system there. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> uh, hey, Donna, much appreciate you joining us. Uh, it, it's growing. It's getting bigger, softball. Um, we're struggling locally for numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a case of a lot of parents not wanting to give up weekends mm. for sport yeah. now. 
Um, but it's a shame because softball's a game you can play from when you're seven years old through to when you're mature like me. <laughs> hey, Donna, thanks for your time. It is much appreciated. Thanks for covering our sport. It's all right. And everyone get out there and support the wonderful softball in action this Saturday. And once again, another massive thanks to Donna for joining us today. And uh, thank you, good listener, for tuning in to another Whistleblowers podcast. Blandy, as we finish every episode with a little shout out for people that don't necessarily get recognised for their good deeds on and off the, the playing fields. I want to share positivity and community spirit this week with the AFL umpires of Wide Bay. Primary school competition was held last Friday and some of our young umpires were out there doing their things so the kids could play their games. So well done to them yep. and to all referees, umpires and officials. Without them, we don't have a game. No, we don't. And uh, it can be pretty unforgiving at times too. And please, if you are on the sidelines, you mightn't agree with a decision uh, uh, an umpire or referee makes. Uh, they're out there doing their best. So please, no abuse. And yet, congratulations to them all. Uh, don't forget uh, to keep up to date with all your local sporting news. FC Sports Media with this man, Brendan Bowers, only $10 per month or $100 per year, Brandon. Yes, that's what it costs. Uh, all the W's, fcsportsmedia.com.au. Well, Blandy, it is our sport and our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.